In those days, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee called Nazareth. And the angel being come in said unto her, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Angels and rosaries. Have you seen the connection so far in today's Mass? Well, even the introit of the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary mentions how the angels take great joy in this feast. Then, of course, there is the archangel Gabriel who appears in the Gospel. But angels are all about us, and they're all throughout the rosary, too. But first, the angels. After the human nature of our blessed Lord and, of course, Our Lady, angels are actually the most beautiful and powerful and caring of God's creation. Spiritual beings, they're made up of pure spirit, having no body and Yes, no wings either, as they are so often depicted. They're incorruptible in nature. They cannot die nor feel pain. And they have such power that one of these spirits, one author says, is able to defeat millions of armed men. You should never be afraid as long as your guardian angel is at your side. They can make the winds blow and the rain to fall, the thunder to clap. They can raise tempests and cause earthquakes, give abundance of food and also famine. They can cure and they can inflict all sorts of maladies. Think of Holy Job in the Old Testament. But as regards the beauty of these fine creatures, St. Anselm, a doctor of the church, had this to say. If God were to put an angel into the sun's orbit and surround him with as many suns as there are stars, and then allowed this angel to show just a single ray of his glory, it would eclipse all the splendor of all the suns and render them invisible. And yet, God, in his goodness, in his fatherly protection for us, made the angels to be our guardians, our protectors. These angels sent by God actually do love us deeply. I can't not read this lengthy quote It says everything about an angel's love and care for us, their little brothers and sisters. This author says, the angels show us every kind of affection that there is. They love us first with the love of a father, always seeking our interest, always promoting our welfare, never omitting any any occasion of gaining for us a heavenly inheritance. They love us with the love of a mother, for it is written that they bear us in their hands. They take care of our souls and bodies. They have their eyes ever fixed upon us. They love us, thirdly, with the love of a brother, 
regarding us as the younger members of the family. And what is more wonderful, he continues, these angels are not sorry at all to see us their equals in glory. No, our guardian angels do all they can to render us more glorious in paradise than themselves. They are incessantly seeking our friendship. They just want to be our friends, continually thinking of us and even quitting the blissful regions of immortality to abide with us here on earth. They love us as good pastors, for of them we can say that they neither slumber nor sleep who keep Israel. They love us as physicians, healing all of our wounds, curing our maladies, restoring us to health. They love us as advocates, negotiating all of our affairs in heaven and on earth. They love us as faithful guides, conducting us in the true way of perfection, as good masters, abundantly rewarding the little services we render them, and as bountiful kings, defending us from enemies and causing us to live in peace and security. Now, this is something that in practice we so often forget. We know it from our catechism, but in practice we struggle with it. Man, as long as he is on earth, has but one single solitary duty to which all the other duties and obligations of his life must tend. And that duty is to save the one and only immortal soul that he has been given, a soul which will never die, a soul which must live on in an eternity of bliss or that of punishment. And the angels are here to do all they can to get us to heaven. They assisted those apostolic men to, such as St. Paul and St. Francis Xavier, to leave their homes and even their countries, sometimes even their continents, to give up everything in the world to go and preach to a people, to a nation that did not have the gospel. And it was the angels that inspired these men. The angels, how often it happens that a child who is born sickly is still able to receive baptism before he dies. A sad death indeed, but it is the angel who protects him just long enough for him to receive baptism. There's a story involving angels it took place in January in the 1600s in Vienna. Three souls at that time were just set free from purgatory, and they appeared to a religious, a Jesuit, to thank this religious for having gained their release by means of his prayers and mortifications. And they, these three souls told the religious, you know, on the day of your birth, our good angels revealed to us that you would be the one who would one day liberate us from purgatory. And then to encourage him in his devotion to his guardian angel, they said, and you should know this, 
that you are greatly indebted to your guardian angel for without his care, you would have been suffocated by the carelessness of that babysitter that was watching you then. You would have been suffocated before you received baptism had it not been for the angel. These angels, they do all sorts of things for us, things that we'll only know about in eternity. And then I really want to know what the angels have done for all of us. But they say too though, that the great goal of the angels is this one thing, to inspire in each one of us a great love for Jesus and Mary, and that they do. Who could ever say that the angels themselves did not honor our Blessed Lady? Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, said Saint Gabriel, the angel to first give us the Hail Mary. And then seemingly in imitation of Saint Gabriel, all the other angels would not only seek to honor her as their queen, the queen of the angels, but to do all in their power to see that we, their clients, should honor her as well. They loved Our Lady so much that St. Bridget of Hungary said, the angels, even from the beginning of the world, conceived so warm a love and so pure a zeal for the interests of Our Lady that they were more pleased that she should receive existence than that they themselves had been created. And another popular author wrote that the angels, I really like this part actually, the angels have vigorously fought for Our Lady's glory right from the beginning, opposing themselves against Lucifer and his followers who refused to submit to her dominion when God revealed to them that she would one day become their queen. These angels fought for the glory of their queen who had not yet been born. They only want us to share their love for Our Lady, our queen and theirs. You know what I'm going to say now. The best way to honor Our Lady is to give her a crown, crown of roses, the rosary. Faithfully said each day while meditating along with the angels on each mystery of our Lord's life, death, and resurrection, and imitating what these mysteries contain. They all teach us a lesson. And for doing this, Our Lady rewards us with 15 beautiful promises. Read them later at home. But two of them, I will mention, that he who is faithful to the rosary shall not perish. He shall not be lost. He that perseveres with the rosary shall not die without the sacraments. Now Thomas Akempis, who wrote the book of the Imitation of Christ and another one that's less known but well worth a read, The Imitation of Mary, he said, when I recite the Hail Mary, 
Heaven rejoices, the earth marvels, Satan withdraws, hell trembles. All sadness vanishes and joy returns, the heart glows again, the soul is filled with holy unction. Hope animates my heart, and a wonderful consolation gladdens my whole being. Who would not then say the rosary, full of Hail Marys, the Hail Mary given by an archangel himself, and said so often in our life in the rosary, it is a great means of salvation. And remember, you can never be told this too many times, that Hail Mary, repeated time and time again, has snatched many a soul from eternal damnation and brought it to eternal glory. So is it any wonder that the angels, our angels, so often urge us to pray the rosary? And they do. You've been urged by them. You just sometimes ignore them. That nagging thought that, well, maybe I ought to start my rosary now, and you say, well, I'm kind of tired now. I'll do it later. Your angel is talking to you. Listen, obey. But they regard the saying of your rosary so highly that should you fall asleep before you have finished your rosary, that your angel will finish it for you. I have a resolution for you to make. If you're not in the habit of saying your daily rosary, start this week. Start small practical, maybe a decade or two, and then work your way up slowly but surely to five decades a day. It is a source of many graces. Those of you that pray the rosary already, well, do this. It'll help your prayers. You know that the angels, they, take, they pray along with us, and then they take our prayers before the throne of God. Well, pray the rosary along with your angel. Think of him at your side, saying that Hail Mary. Ask Saint Gabriel, who gave us the Hail Mary, to give us those same dispositions with which he said it when he went into the chamber of Our Lady. And ask your angels every day to never give up on pushing you to recite your rosary. It is a powerful means of salvation. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.